satellite. Transmitting. Broadcasting live. Broadcasting live. Across Australia and around the world. Home to the world's biggest stars. Stars. Hey, it's Joel Corey, and right now I'm on air with Brandon Atkins. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Justin Bieber. Hey, guys, it's Tate McRae here. Hey, what's going on? We're Loud Luxury. And we're on air with Brandon Atkins. My name is Ray, and I am on air with Brandon Atkins. Brandon Atkins. Brandon Atkins. And the hottest hits at night. Brandon Atkins show. Then I put on a show. Emergency alert. Please stand by. Right about now, we're ready to count it down. <laughs> 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. Live on air. On air. Hey everyone, hope you're having a great long weekend and happy Easter, by the way. Hope you're having a great one no matter what you're doing, whether it's for religious purposes or you're just enjoying the chocolate. Hope it's been a great one and I hope the Easter Bunny has been real kind to you because he's been very stingy with me. I got barely anything. I think I got like one little bunny and three little eggs. Gone gone are the days when you were a child and you're five, you're six years old and you would get like a ton of chocolate and it would take you like two days to eat it. I've got these like piddlings and it'll take me like two weeks to eat these. Wow. Um, by the way, big show going your way tonight. The Voice kicking off tomorrow on 7 and this would have to be one of the shows that I watch every year religiously and when you think the country's just run out of talent, you know, we think we've just dried up, someone just comes out and just blows you away. Um, host Sonia Kruger, zooming in, in a little bit, having a yarn on what to expect this year, and I cannot wait. I'm also introducing you to probably your new favourite muso. Her name's Jess Ball. Now, you might recognise the name. Um, she has done a bit of modelling in her time, but doing a bit more music these days. She's got a brand new track, which will premiere tonight as well. Um, plenty more new music as well from Swedish House Mafia and Lizzo at some stage tonight too. We cannot wait. In the meantime, we're going to do the feed next, see what's been trending on your socials. And and if you're an Everyday Rewards member like myself, um, one person has taken it to the next level. I'll explain next. This now from Mimi Webb, who we call up with last week, this is House on Fire. Long weekend around New East, sound like 105.3 New FM, Ava Max, Tiesto, The Motto. This is the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. Sunny skies set to stick around tomorrow. Tops of 27 across Newcastle and the Valley. On Air with Brandon Atkins. The Feed. Let's go. Oh yeah, it's that time of the week where we see what's been trending on your socials and there's less than six weeks before Aussies head to the polls to decide who they want to lead the country for the next four years. There's no doubt the next month and a half will drag ever so slowly as each day brings with it election promises, gaffes, awkward press conferences and a load of like photo opportunities. Uh, while many are looking forward to a democratic sausage on May 21, there's a growing group of people who will be looking to
to do something else on election day. A Facebook event has been started that encourages people to head to Engadine Maccas if Scott Morrison loses the election. The event is listed for election day and there are already nearly 3,000 people attended the event. A further 12,800 are interested in going. Um, it's been dubbed a celebration of the end of the one of the most inept governments in Australian history. Come in with your finest Hawaiian shirt, the event organiser says. Now, for those who don't know about Engadine Maccas, it's in Sydney South, uh, Southwest and yeah, it kind of take, dates back to the late 90s where there's this, uh, you know, old wives tale that apparently ScoMo defecated himself uh, after an NRL grand final that involved the Cronulla Sharks. So, yeah, if you're if you're not a fan of ScoMo, head on down to Engadine Maccas in your Hawaiian shirt. Maybe bring a ukulele as well and, you know, maybe, I don't know, there could be like a rendition of April Sun in Cuba by Dragon. Uh, the number two story, an artist who paid tribute to Shane Warne is facing charges after painting a mural of the cricket legend's face on a wall bordering an abandoned home. Now, the brick wall situated on Canning Street in Carlton has been a regular canvas for artist Jared Gretsch in recent years. However, just hours before he finished up his tribute to Warney, two cops pulled him over saying that he'd be he'd be charged for the painting. Um, you know, it's 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 weird because Gretsch has painted murals for the likes of like Adam Goods, DMX, Tupac, uh, Brett Lee, but... This has been kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Speaking to news.com.au, Gretsch said the wall borders a heritage-listed home that is now abandoned and covered with graffiti. He said he, you know, usually covers the vandalism with his murals. Gretsch says he paints the murals to inspire kids to kind of sort of deter vandalism. However, he believes it was a member of the public that reported him to the police. He says the city of Melbourne is well across his painting talents and have even endorsed Shane Warren Muriel to be made. However, a spokesperson for the City of Melbourne Council wouldn't confirm the endorsement. Uh, the number one story, um, one shopper has taken his love for the fresh food people to the next level by tattooing his Woolworths Everyday Rewards card on his arm. Yeah, so a video of the shopper has gone viral on social media after he shared, uh, you know, his fresh ink, um, providing that his tattoo actually works on the scanner. In this clip, TikTok user Ralph Riveria grabs himself a bottle of sugarless Sprite, not wanting to let any potential points, you know, escape him. Um, he decided to scan the $1.95 purchase, leaned into the counter over the sensor with his left arm, and yeah, the system recognised it. Um, a lot of people saying that this could be just a complete waste of time, but I quite like this tattoo hack, although I don't think I'd want it on my arm forever, hence, you know, a, the meaning of a tattoo, but yeah, this is... This is next level. This is really great. Um, I don't know. Maybe we can get like, I don't know, your Bunnings gift cards scanned. Maybe an office works. Or, you know, maybe flybys, you know, take arch rivalry. Maybe, I don't know, every rewards on your left, flybys on your right. Um, uh, I'm digging this. Um, that's what's been trending on your socials this week. Um, stick around. The Voice kicks off tomorrow night, 7.30 on 7. We cannot wait. Sonny Kruger, I had a chat with her on Zoom earlier in the week. Just a heads up. Audio quality may not be that good um, because it is Zoom, but hey, we, we make do. We make do with what we've got. So we'll roll that next. This now, Men of the Hour, taking Coachella by storm overnight. It's Harry Styles, as it was on the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. The best in pop, dance and R&B. This is the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. Harry Styles. 
But it is back. It is probably the TV show that I look forward to every year, The Voice. Um, and she is like Channel 7's Golden Goose, Sonia Kruger. She's phoned into the show now. Hello, Sonia. How are you? I thought you were going to say Golden Girl, but Golden Goose. Oh, well, you, uh, well, you know, you're on the Golden Girl in a way, because I feel like for you, I, I can't imagine what Channel 7 payroll are like at the moment. You're handing your timesheets every week, and I think, gosh, she's working so much. You've got Dancing with the Stars, you're doing The Voice, you've done The Voice Generations, obviously Big Brother coming up. I mean, how do you cope with all this work? Are you, are you like a workaholic like me? No, do you know what? It's so weird, because I think... You know, what you see is sort of the culmination of like a year's work with all those different shows. But right now, I'm doing nothing. Like, oh, perfect. don't tell my boss. But I'm really like loving the fact that, you know, uh, you know, I get to kind of cruise around and watch everything back now, which yeah. is awesome because the voice is massive. Like, this first episode is huge because it starts with all, all four coaches singing. So, Keith, Urban, Rita, Aura. Guy Sebastian, Jess and Alboy. And you know, we know they're superstars, but when you see them perform, it just reinforces how good they are and yes. why they are in those big red chairs. Absolutely. Uh, it's just, it is, I, I think actually I'll always look forward to when the coaches do a performance. It's like over the years, you know, usually the start yeah. of the season, they do this massive performance. And I think, wow, this yeah. is, yeah. you know, it's just, it really yeah. sort of solidifies how great they are. Yeah, exactly, oh. exactly. Uh, and, you know, th- people often say to me, who's your favourite? And uh, over the years, I have done this show with a lot of different coaches, but yeah. these guys are just so, so cool and friendly and warm and they're kind of people that you just want to hang out with, you know. So I think that's why the last series was so successful because, you know, they are just a great combination of coaches. Well, do you, uh, my next question was going to be, like, do you ever sort of get to hang out with them, like, backstage? Because, like, what's, what is the actual dynamic between all the coaches that we don't see? Is it pretty much what we see on TV is exactly how they are with each other off, off the screen? Yeah, it pretty much is. And I think the thing, the other thing about the voice that people love is you get to see all those unguarded moments yeah. where they're just talking to each other after someone has performed. And, yeah. and what, I, what what's great about it is that Guy, you know, had the winning artist last year. So he's kind of like the reigning winning coach. And and he, he makes that very well known for the <laughs> other coaches. <laughs> and I love the fact that he's just up so much. Um, but, you know, there's a great sort of sense of healthy competition between them, which is which is funny. It's funny more than anything else because they really do go all out in the pitches and they really want certain artists for their team because I think at the end of the day, they all do want to be that winning coach yep. and find some extraordinary talent. Of course. And I think this series... What the great thing is, is that in the, in the past we have had a lot of professional singers, you know, who've auditioned, backup singers, people who've been gigging sort of regularly. But this time we've found a lot of amateur touch, which is extraordinary because they're people who are just out there in society, walking around, doing jobs, <laughs> like tra- they're tradies, they're jockeys, they're like... Garbo truck drivers. Radio host. Exactly, exactly. And I'm like, if I had that gift, I would 
Because you would never shut up. No. You would always be singing. Oh, no. You and me, I mean, I, look, I can't sing to save my life. My, my my singing career ended in a year six musical because my voice broke since then. So did Oh, great. We're in, the same, we're in the same boat here, Sonia. But going, but going back to, like, when, when you know, obviously they're, they're doing their pictures and then, like, yeah, it's just sort of those off-the-cuff camera moments where, like, you know, Keith will look over the reader and go, oh, so what did you have for dinner last night? It's, it's those moments that I really yeah. like, you know? It's just like, oh, yeah, I had, yeah. you know, steak yeah. and kidney pies. Oh, great. We now know what Rita has for dinner on a Sunday night, you know? I think you feel like you are, you're, you're kind of just hanging out with them and you get to know them on a whole other level. Absolutely. Well meeting these incredible, these, you know, these people who have this, this, this talent yeah. and this gift. And, and then even the music, you know, like I had a sneaky sneak peek at episode one because I, I really wanted to just kind of see it all cut together and mm. the, the music is all top 40 kind of, you know, they're all kind of either classic songs or top 40 tracks, but they, the artists always kind of put their own spin Which is on brilliant. a song. So you might be a few bars into it and you're like, oh, I love this song, but I don't know what this song is. No, I do know what this song is. And I think the fact that they put their own spin on it in terms of the arrangement and, and, and how they choose to perform it, that really um, makes it surprising and fresh. And, and mm. even just having it on is just like, yeah, I just, I just love it. Oh, you, you, love you, it. you would be an absolute awe of the, you know, talent. How have you, how have you found the talent this year? Because I always think, like, with shows like, you know, The Voice or other singing your talent shows, I always think to myself, these shows have been going on for years. Surely we have run out of talent. I mean, there's only 25 million of us. Surely there, there is no one good <laughs> left. And then I am amazed so every funny. year. It, you know how you say, it's so because um, my partner, says the same thing but like oh we're gonna run out you know but every year there, there's another generation that kind of comes true and yes. it, it never ceases to amaze me that there are people who turn up to audition I've seen, I've seen the premise of the hiccuping kids oh yes yes I have yes so yeah he, he sang he had to sing a national anthem at a baseball game and, and he had a fit of the hiccups in the middle of it went viral like three and a half million views Crazy. And so the whole, there's this, there's this incredible sort of suspense about will he get through this song without hiccuping? And he just describes himself as being a very hiccupy person. I love so, that. So, I mean, you know, you've got somebody like him all the way through to, to someone who is, you know, like a farmer, probably in his late 50s, maybe even early 60s, who, oh, wow. you know, has just had the talent and just wanted to give it a crack you know in you know. words he's like fair income I want to give it a crack which cracks Rita up because <laughs> she doesn't understand what he's saying at all and doesn't know what fair income means so Bless. you know I think that's the thing there are just there's a whole lot of people out there in, in Australia who are talented and they just to find the courage mm. to come and audition on the voice I mean it's nerve wracking I think it's, it's big live audience and you could hear a pin drop. Oh, of course. Thing. I mean, I've I've always wanted to be in the live audience to see, you know, how it all comes together, so I can only imagine. But I feel like this song, you've just really sort of pitched yourself forward for another TV show, a spin-off of The Voice, <laughs> even, of uh, Rita understanding Australian colloquialism. So, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. It might have to get someone else for that one. I don't know how this girl gets all. Uh, <laughs> well, look. He's about spent the morning like wandering around the house and you know like making beds. <laughs> <bed>. um, <laughs> but 
<laughs> oh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pitch it forward. We'll pitch it forward to I don't know. We'll pitch it forward to Larry Ender or something. Give him something else to do yeah, or something great. rather. Um, the voice generations very quickly. That was absolutely phenomenal this year. I mean, short and sweet. It's only a week, but um, do you reckon there's room in, uh, for that to come back maybe later this year, next year, perhaps? Ah, oh, that's a really good question. Actually, I haven't even um. I haven't even thought about it because we've been so busy sort of getting this one ready to go to air. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's very fun to really enjoy voice generation, but, and I think, um, you know, the coaches, and, and I was the same as them, kind of blown away by mm. by the people that, that turned up for the show. And, yeah, so, look, who knows? Who knows? I mean, you know, there's some great stuff coming up. We've got Big Brother coming later in the year with the All-Stars. Oh, you, but let me tell you, that's a very interesting dynamic. When you put people like Reggie back in the house, <laughs> Reggie hasn't... The game she played, the Big Brother game she played, was a popularity contest, right? Yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah, this game is very different. It, it, you have to be strategic to get to the end, and Reggie just refuses to play that game. So it's quite... It's just a good dynamic between the old guard and the new guard is very interesting. Uh, look, there is so much... Oh, no, that's just, oh, look, we can sit here and chat about Big Brother, we can sit a bit here and chat about The Voice all day, or any other TV show you do, Sonia, because everything that you do... Uh, yeah, everyone loves, and Australia gets behind it. I'm sure we'll have a chat when Big Brother launches in a couple of weeks or a couple of months' Definitely. time. But in the meantime, it's The Voice. It's kicking off this week uh, on Channel 7. Get around it. Sonia Kruger's the host. You'll see a dancer down on stage having a chat with the artist oh, and yeah. schmoozing with our guy, Rita. Yep, perfect. Well, <laughs> lock it in. We're going to be there. Sonia Kruger, always a delight. Thank you so much. The On Air with Brendan Atkins Show. Live across Newcastle and Hunter tonight. This is your home for the best in pop, dance and R&B. It's the On Air with Brandon Atkins Show. Oh, love that. Diplo, Miguel, don't forget my love. Hope you're having a great long weekend. Don't get my love. On Air. On Air. You're on Air. Here we go. And on iHeartRadio. You ready to start? All right, so we just had Sonny Kruger on the show chatting all things about The Voice. And I didn't realise that um, Good Friday marked 10 years since The Voice started here in Australia. And speaking of more TV news, Game of Thrones premiered on this day back in 2011. And, you know, I, I went to school with someone that actually wasn't allowed to watch Game of Thrones. Apparently it was too violent. And, I mean, I've not really got into it myself because I'm not into that sort of genre of TV, um, but got me thinking, um, things that you were banned from watching as a child, um, I can't really, I mean, I was sort of banned from watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire when it used to be on a Monday at like 8.30, but I had it, my grandma, she was always so nice, she'd let me st- stay up and watch it, and you know, like a seven year old watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, like, like, I've got better things to do with my day, but, um, I was having a chat with our lovely newsreader here in the building, Jess, hello. Hello. Um, this has really puzzled me. <laughs> Because when, you, when I was sort of talking about, oh, well, I'm just going to talk about the show tonight, you're like, oh, yeah. You dropped out a little golden nugget, mm-hmm. and I'm now fixated on this, and so I want to bring you on. What were you banned from watching on the TV as a child? My parents would never let me watch The Simpsons. Why? 
Because they just they just thought it was inappropriate and then, it, you know, I shouldn't watch it. There were so many things they wouldn't let me watch as a kid. Really? And my brother, yeah. Okay, well, let's go back to The Simpsons because mm-hmm. I... It's one of those fine things because obviously The Simpsons was created as a TV show for adults, but yes. there was so much innuendo that it went over the children's heads mm. and you watch it... You know, as a child, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you don't think too much of no. it. And I, I recently have actually been watching part of The Simpsons. I was binge watching them a few weeks ago. And like, as an adult, you go, oh, yeah. It hits I, different. I know, it's, I know what's going on. <laughs> I know what's going on. What else were you allowed to watch? Um, Home and Away for a while. Oh, my I God. wasn't allowed to watch. Why? Oh, because it's teenagers, it's you know. It's just too adult, oh, you know. Um, when Beck Hewitt left is when, I remember that was the moment my mum let me watch it, but only because she wanted to watch it because Beck Hewitt was leaving. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't question the logic. Was Beck Hewitt um, like a promiscuous cat? I'm, I'm, I'm not a home and away person, know. so. Well, she was interested, so then she'd let me watch it, and I'm like, okay, this is a bit odd. Harry Potter was another one. What? Mm-hmm. Deprived. You were deprived. So deprived. That is deprivation <laughs> in yeah. the, the highest form. Why? Is, does she not think you you were too worthy uh, enough to No, it was want? like the, the magic and the she didn't really believe in that theorist? sort of... Um, potentially a little bit. Really? Didn't really believe in that stuff. And I remember still my favourite one, Prisoner of Azkaban, because I remember Perfect. I watched it with my cousin and it was like this whole big deal. I was like, oh my God, I've never watched Harry Potter before. I was never allowed. And then... I, it's funny though, yeah. because I, I too am the same with the Harry Potter boat. Like I got on pretty late. I actually watched movie five when it came out in cinemas. I didn't watch the first four. I just went and watched movie so five. You went and watched movie five. And I was like, okay, <laughs> didn't really make sense. Then I watched number funny six. That. Then I watched number seven, went back to one, then to four, then gave up and then started again afresh when I was in year 12. So like, you know, I'd gone through sort of late primary school, early high school, mm. sort of dabbling. And then I too have been deprived of it because I thought I wasn't, not like I was not allowed to watch it. I just didn't get around was to it doing it. Wasn't interested? Wasn't interested. And now I cannot imagine my life without Harry Potter. But yeah, maybe I feel like- you should like- watch Game of Thrones then, Mr. You know, maybe my life would be better with it. Yeah, no, see, I look at something and I go, yeah, no, nah, not for me. <sighs> I'm not into mystic dragons and, you know. the fa- Some of the fashion choices, I go, yeah, I could rock a so nice coat like go. that, you there know, you some go. nice boots. But you're in. Yeah, nah, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I, I had to get you on because, yeah, I feel like you've had no childhood. As far as I'm Deprived. concerned, no childhood whatsoever. Deprived. Wow, okay. Well, <laughs> if you're like Jess here and have missed out on the luxuries of TV back when you were younger. Uh, I want to hear from you, 131009, or hit me up on Insta, at Brandon Atkins Radio. We're going to discuss this next because, yeah, it's just, that's mind-boggling, Jess. I'm glad I could (laughs) mind-boggle Stick around. Plenty more of the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. Alesso, Katy Perry. Taking centre stage at Coachella this weekend. Swedish House Mafia. Fresh from them, heaven knows no home. I see you, baby. Okay, we're chatting all things TV tonight, specifically shows you weren't allowed to watch growing up. Maybe mum or dad or maybe grandma sort of said, nah, you ain't watching this, uh, too wrong, too scary, too rude. Um, lovely Jess that works in our newsroom here kind of dropped a bombshell maybe like five, ten minutes ago that when she was growing up, she wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons or Harry Potter. And between you and me, I think she was deprived of a childhood because they're the two fundamental things to watch when you're growing up. Although, me personally, didn't really get on the Harry Potter bandwagon properly till I think uh, high school. So, 
Yeah, I, I guess I can't really talk. Um, but put in a call out to you on Insta at Brandon Atkins Radio. Um, feel free to follow me while you're there as well. Um, let me know what shows you weren't allowed to watch or you um, y- you yourself banned your children from watching. Um, Maddie, Izzy, Courtney, Ash, even Bethany all said The Simpsons. They weren't allowed to watch them growing up. Um, Helen, Harry Potter. Wow. I mean... That is just, I think that sort of hits me hard the most. And that really upsets me that someone's not allowed to watch Harry Potter. I'm a real Harry Potter enthusiast. Um, Ella has said Family Guy or South Park. She wasn't allowed to watch either of them. Uh, Same with Dean, wasn't allowed to watch South Park. But apparently sort of snuck in and watched a couple of episodes when mum and dad were asleep. So good on you. Good on you, Dean. Um, Georgia Newcastle has said Criminal Minds, which... Yeah, I guess as a kid, I could not kind of understand not watching Criminal Minds. That would give me uh, that would give me a couple of nightmares. Um, Ellie down in Melbourne. Hey, Ellie. Um, Angela Anaconda wasn't allowed to watch that. And yeah, look, between you and me, it does come across a bit scary. I just the whole black and white, real facial expression. Something doesn't really add up for me there. Um, Amy has got a real good nugget. Amy down on the Central Coast. Um, she wasn't allowed to watch Vegetable Opera now. To put that into perspective, this is the theme song to it. It kind of show on the ABC in between like shows. It would go for like two minutes and it's literally, you know, a show about fruit and veg, cutting it up and making them into animals or infrastructure or something. So that's an odd one, Amy. Love that. Um, let's head up to the phones, 131009, if you want to get in touch, just like Emily has. Hi, Emily. What were you banned from watching? The Simpsons. Why? <laughs> Why were, you, why were you banned from watching The Simpsons? Um, they just didn't think it was appropriate for us, but then they were allowed to watch it, which was really annoying. <laughs> I feel like this is like a common theme. Like our newsreader Jess just said before, she was banned from watching that and Harry Potter, and so many other people online have been saying they haven't been watching. They're kind of not allowed to watch The Simpsons. Sorry, so I feel kind of privileged, I guess, when I was six or seven watching, I don't know, Bart Simpson say I Carumba or something. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Sam. Um, uh, Pam's joined us from Lismore. Hey, Pam. Um, what were you banned from watching, or what have you banned your kids from watching on the telly? Probably scary pictures. I didn't like them watching scary pictures because I didn't want them having nightmares and things like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't like watching them, so I like them to watch them. Oh, I see what you've done here. You thought, no, you don't watch them because then I don't have to watch them because if you watch them, then I'm going to have nightmares when I sleep. I know what I know where you're going with this, Pam. No, I can't watch things like that. No way. You and me both, Pam. Uh, Chris has joined us. Hey, Chris, um, what were you allowed to watch when you were a kid? I uh, don't think I was allowed to watch Prisoner, but occasionally I'd sneak an episode in. Yeah, I feel like Prisoner, It's it was one of those shows back in those times where... It kind of sort of sent chills down your spine. It just you know, just you know, <laughs> I don't know. It just it was just one of those shows, and I've just I've never been able to watch it. Um, even when I was a kid, even now, can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not not much of a fan either. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Um, keep your messages and calls coming through on Insta at Brandon Atkins Radio thirteen ten oh nine. Would love to hear what TV shows you weren't allowed to watch as a kid. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to do the E three coming up for you next. Rihanna, ASAP. Rocky, bit of rumours uh, surrounding them. We'll fill you in on all the deets next. Oh, sweeter than all the chocolate on this Easter Sunday. Megan the Stallion, do a leap sweetest pie on the on air with Brandon Atkins show. Hi everyone. Ladies and gentlemen. This is Rihanna.
This is Calvin Harris. Kim Kardashian West. Get all the top trending celeb guys. Hey, it's Taylor Swift. The E3. Rihanna and ASAP Rocky were spotted arriving in Barbados this week, marking the first time the couple have been packed together since cheating rumours began to swell earlier this week. So, in a video attained by the Shade Room, they're looking pretty cute together. I mean, the pregnant pop star rocking a colourful mini dress and high heels, the rapper tie-dye hoodies and matching pants. Now, earlier this week, a tweet went viral accusing ASAP Rocky of cheating on the Disturbia singer with Fenty shoe designer Amina Mudar. Now, she quickly shut down the speculation, calling the malicious rumour an unfounded lie. The same day, fashion influencer Louis Pisana, whose tweet about the alleged scandal went viral, posted on Twitter saying, Last night, I made a dumb decision to tweet some information I had received. I'm not going to talk about the sources, blame others for a discussion that was started, etc. Because at the end of the day, I made the decision to draft that tweet, press send, and put that out with my name on it. He issued a formal apology to all parties involved, um, saying that he's, uh, he's sorry for his actions and his reckless tweets. Also adding, I have no excuse for it. I have been way too wrapped up in Twitter drama and unfortunately leaned into be messy as a brand, which is something going forward I am going to move away from. So, uh, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky have not addressed the rumours themselves, so we'll watch this space very closely. Um, some sad news over the weekend. Liz Sheridan, who played the Dotty mother to Jerry Seinfeld on his hit sitcom, has died at the age of 93. Yeah, so she died in her sleep from natural causes on Friday, five days after her birthday, which was on April 10th. Um, now, Seinfeld paid tribute to Sheridan in a Twitter post calling her the sweetest, nicest mum a son could ever ask for. She had guest roles on so many shows, including Kojak, Cagney and Lacey, Family Ties. She played the pesky neighbour on Al for like four years, but it was on Seinfeld. She got an eight-year run as his mum, playing opposite to Barney Martin. Now, it is quite sad that, you know, there's quite a few deaths around the Seinfeld camp recently. Of course, Jerry Stiller passed away uh, last year or the year before, I think. Um, and then uh, Estelle Harris only passed away, I think, last week or the week before, only two days before her birthday. So, um, yeah, very sad. Nice to see Del Boca Vista in the skies light up. Um, hopefully they're having a lovely time. Uh, the number one story, Tom Hanks threw in a touch of comedy, compliments of Wilson the volleyball from Castaway when he threw out the ceremonial first pitch at the Cleveland Guardians home opener when he was announced uh, to the home crowd on Friday the two-time Oscar winner came strongly out to the field carrying the bloody faced uh, volleyball that was Hank's co-star in the survival film no longer later after putting Wilson on the ground the volleyball actually started to roll away from the mound leaving the crowd and broadcast announcers a bit miffed at whether it was a staged comedy but uh, laughs all round uh, it was a nice feel good story to end the E3 stick around plenty more still to come. In fact, a huge hour on the way, introducing you to Jess Ball. She's an Aussie muso that is going absolutely gangbusters. She's done a bit of modelling, dabbling in the music, so she'll be zooming in in about 20 minutes, alright? Keep it locked. On air. Ah. With Brandon Atkins. Happy Easter. Lauren Spencer-Smith, fingers crossed. On air.
gonna do something completely different here but was just having a browse through the ads and Lawrence Vincent Smith uh, about this so scientists have identified similar genetic codes those used to create COVID vaccines and are applying the information towards regenerating hearts damaged from cardiac arrest I find this so interesting so scientists at King's College London are leading the groundbreaking research which could eventually lead to the world's first heart attack cure the genetic code known as mRNA produce produce proteins, sorry, that stimulate the creation of healthy new cells. The new approach has been dubbed revolutionary and has so far been successfully used to regenerate damaged pig hearts. Human trials are expected to run within two years. Now, if that's not fascinated enough, strap yourself in because a dad of four who suffered two heart attacks in just one night was saved by his wife's passion for medical dramas on TV. Her knowledge helping him survive, you know, against all odds. Um, Michelle Bernie McIntosh was able to recognise that her husband, Greg, was experiencing symptoms of a heart attack when he started vomiting and complaining of chest pains and tingling in his hands. So she called for an ambulance, as, as you would. Um, she said, I come down the stairs and he was just sitting there. He didn't look too good. His skin was almost silver and translucent. He was cold and clammy. I asked him how yeah, his hands felt and he said they were tingling and his chest was tight between his shoulders. And you know, then it just clicked for me. You know, we watch a lot of programs like Chicago Med and it's pretty much, I, I have to say, it's definitely paid off because she knew, yeah, he was having a heart attack. So, you know, thankfully he managed to survive against 2% odds and is now recovering at home with his family. Gets even better. Michelle, meanwhile, is now raising money uh, to buy similar life-saving devices in the area to help anyone who suffers cardiac arrests at home. In a bittersweet twist, while Greg was fighting for life in a Glasgow hospital, Michelle received a call saying she had won £10,000 and and a $335,000 thousand house in a competition, having used uh, some of those winnings to fund the $3,000 defibrillator, she is currently fundraising for another two. How fantastic is that? That is, wow, you can't even write that kind of stuff. That is absolutely amazing. Um, hey, keep it locked. I'm about to introduce you to probably one of your new favourite artists. Her name's Jess Ball. You might know her as a model. She's done a bit of modelling uh, over the last couple of years. Dabbling more in the music side of things. We'll get her on in about, what, six minutes. We'll play a new song as well, Spent. This now from Joel Corey, The Gwets and Bryson Tiller. It's What Would You Do on the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. New FM, you're locked on to the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. Long weekend, round Newey. Home to the world's biggest stars. The biggest stars. One of my favourite musicians going round. Uh, her name's Jess Ball. Her brand new song, Spent, um, is a huge mood. She's zooming into the show now. Hello, Jess. Hi, how are you going? I am so good. So good to have you. I hope you're well. Um, talk to me. What's going on in Jess Ball's life at this present moment? <laughs> What's going on? Um, lots of stuff with the new single out, which is great. It's a very exciting time. It's probably my favourite song yet. So oh, you know what? When um, I, well, when yes. I heard the track, when I heard the track, I thought this is yeah. this is a really good song. Like 
it's just I feel like you, you sound you're so versatile with your your vocals and your sound like if we go from like acrylic with Nervo to upside down to to this I was like wow I just yeah. I love the range that you have got with this <laughs> all, well no they're all different in their own right but I just I love the range that you've got with these songs so what was like the creative process around spend how did you land on this single with this sound um, well, originally I recorded it, like, I mean, like I wrote it at home with my just like guitar. Um, and it was again, quite a sad song. <laughs> and then I took it to, um, <laughs> my producer. So it was after a breakup. So it was this really depressing song, but it was still like, there's something cool about it. And then my producer thought of this awesome bass line to put with it. I was like, yeah. that is sick. Um, so yeah. That's like, we just recorded it. He put his spin on it and it's awesome. Throw a bass line into any old track that you write. It just, it lifts the mood by like 200. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ricky's amazing. He's so yeah, good. <laughs> well, it's just, yeah. Like when I heard it, I thought I am so, so drawn into it. And you know, this song, as you said, is about a breakup, um, you know, and I feel like, you know, with certain breakups, they can be tough and others can be like, yeah, whatever, you know, it is what it was. Yeah. Um, how was this, this one for you? Because I know we had Raria on the show, um, which feels like forever ago, but it was only like two months ago. Um, she yeah. wrote a brand new song that she had about an ex that she'd broken up with, who she is now dating. Um, so yeah. what was, so what's it like Thanks. for you? <laughs> Yes, same. Yeah, 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 same. Wow, okay. It's so funny because this song is like a really intense, like sad, like, like, and like so angry in the song almost. And then we're back together. It was a two week breakup. Oh my God. Okay, so question How does he feel about this song being out? But people can hear it's about him. How is he feeling? He loves the song because it's literally Perfect. saying how much I miss him and how much I want him back. So it's like he's—he thinks it's a bit of a flex. Oh, yeah, a bit of a bit of a spring in his step, if you will. Uh, thinking, <laughs> oh, I, I'm fantastic. I'm in—I'm untouchable. Uh, okay, so I, I can see why he's liking this one. Um, but yeah, I just—I mean, me personally, if someone like if if my if my girlfriend wrote a song about me, uh, you know, me being a dick or something, and uh, we broke up. And then like two weeks later, we got back together and the song was out. I don't know how I'd feel about that. I'd be like, it's about me. Yeah. People thinking that I'm such a bad person. <laughs> like I could not go ahead with it. No, um, I think that's why this song was fine because it's more about how good he was as a person. Not, <laughs> not like, I hate you. See that songs like, thank you. And upside down, I did not get back together with those people. So. No, so it's it's a different it's a different mood, and we're and we we are loving it. Have you got any more breakup songs in your repertoire yet to be released this year, or are you gonna change tactics oh, really? this year? You're gonna talk about how wonderful yeah, my, this guy is now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might uh, tap into some different subject matter. <laughs> yeah, I reckon too. I mean, what what is your plan this year for 2022? You, you came out last year, um, you know, with some really great bops. Um, this being, I think, your first of the year spent. So um, what's what's in the pipeline for 2022? Um, well, currently creating a lot more solo material. Love that. Uh, writing lots and like working on it with my producer which is cool. Um, but yeah, I've got some also 
more collaborations coming out. Um, I love that. With Pez Katie, actually, who did um, the name of the songs. Like, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm going to butcher it, but it's like Steve or Seb. I don't know. Another one you think of? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Another a French. Okay. So yeah, Steve. Uh, yeah, because he did one with um. Yeah. He did a track with um. Oh, who was it? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Uh, Bastille. <laughs> he did one with Bastille that I really liked a few oh. years ago. Um. So yeah, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I love Steve. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. So it'll be cool. Um. But like we weren't really going to do more sort of collaborations, but this one really fit with what I was doing solo wise. Okay. Like, it still sounds. Um. The direction I'm going for. So okay, yeah. great. Um, so what 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 is that direction though? Because I know obviously you you've sort of been going through with the sound you're going through now, which is I think sort of it suits you. You know, I feel like as I said before at the top of the interview, your voice is very versatile. It can go you you can sort of go into any sort of genre, and it would like. <laughs> fit perfectly so um i am so excited to see that are you because i know last time we spoke um which was in a previous incarnation of this show on a different radio station many many moons ago you were spending the time um sort of between modeling and music uh is that still the case you're focusing more on the music uh, element now definitely more on music um i do the occasional shoot or whatever but yeah music is the main main goal for me yeah. the occasional photo <laughs> yeah. shoot for the target winter catalog or something yeah we love yeah. that you yeah. know we love, we love it no, you're, like that, you know? you're better than target and i, I hope you, no offense to target <laughs> that they're listening um even though half their stores are closing down uh no offense to them but uh, you're, you're better than target you know you, you're more top tier <laughs> you know more came up you know if we if we had to sort of go in terms of department stores. I appreciate that. Kind of, kind of, <laughs> kind of avenue. Um, look, just for the new track spent, it is a huge mood. I am loving it so much. Available now for you to buy or stream on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music, Just Ball. Um, so good to chat with you. Um, are you, are you. Before we go, are you doing any like tours this year? Any shows now that we're up, up and running? What's going on there? Um, I've got a show in Geelong at the Barwon Hotel on the 15th of May. Lovely. Okay, so that's the only one you've locked in for now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll watch the space carefully, see if we you pop up <laughs> somewhere else in this fair nation of ours. Um, Jess Ball, always great to chat with you. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Best in pop, dance and R&B is the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. Uh, throwing it back with Yay, Stronger, um, meant to be at Coachella this weekend, but pulled out the weekend and Swedish House Mafia stepping in and Kimmy K dropping a bit of a bombshell. Apparently they didn't speak for like eight months at the start of their divorce. Wow. Um, hey, keep it locked. Fresh Lizzo going your way in seven minutes. Such a groovy track. We'll also do the E3 coming up too. This now, regard Tate McRae, Troy Sivan, this is you. Huh. 105.3 New FM, this is the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. Doja Cat for your Easter Sunday, long weekend vibes. We are loving every minute of it. Um, that brings us to the end of tonight's show, another jam-packed one. Um, big thanks to Sonia Kruger and Jess Ball for hanging out. And if you want to connect with the show at any time, you know the number, 131009. Save it in your speed dials or hit me up on Instagram at Brandon Atkins Radio. If you missed any of the show, podcast it now on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search On Air with Brandon Atkins. Enjoy the rest of your long weekend. In fact, 
I'll be back tomorrow morning from six. I'll chat to you then. Bye. On air. Ah. With Brandon Atkins. Catch up on the show anytime. Should listen to. Search On Air with Brandon Atkins on your podcast platform.